a knot twisted in my gut. Is something wrong? I don't have the plague, if that's what you mean, he said. I do, however, appear to have grown very old. He slumped on the stool, eyes sunken, face dirty with dust from the road. I brought him a mug of stale beer from the one remaining barrel in my pantry, along with the last breakfast bun Tom had baked this morning. Isaac drained the mug in four gulps. Thank you. It's been many years since I've been on a horse. He shifted on the stall. My backside wishes it had been longer. Did you just get back, I said. He nodded. An hour ago, arrived with an old friend of yours. I frowned. Did I even have an old friend? Lord Ashcombe, Isaac said. Lord Richard Ashcombe was the king's warden, personal protector to his majesty Charles II. Along with Isaac, Lord Ashcombe had been instrumental in helping stop the cult. I thought he was in Wiltshire with the king, I said. Well, he's only returned to London for the day, but I needed to meet him, as he'd collected something for me. Isaac opened his satchel and pulled out two packages. The first was wrapped in a linen cloth. Isaac patted the second. It was covered with a greased leather sheath and tightly bound with cord. The knots were sealed with wax. What is it? I said. A book, he said. A very special book. One I've waited thirty years to acquire. I stared at the package, as though if I tried hard enough I could see through the leather. What's it about? Isaac ran his fingertips along the cord. That's not important at the moment. Perhaps one day I'll show it to you. But not today. Master Benedict used to say the same thing. It drove me mad but I didn't imagine I could cajole Isaac into telling me, so I tamped down my disappointment and said, What's in the other package? Nothing quite so valuable, but precious to me nonetheless. He pulled away the linen. Underneath was a freshly baked honey cake, icing frosted on top. My favourite, he said. Have some. I cut a piece, my mouth watering, still studying the mysterious package on the counter. Where did it come from? The bakery on Fleet Street? I, I meant the book. Did you? Master Isaac, I said, exasperated. Egypt. It came from Egypt, and that's all I'm telling you, he said good-naturedly. He stuffed the book back in the satchel. I'm glad to see the plague hasn't dampened your curiosity, or your appetite. I'd already finished the first piece of cake. I guess he'd seen me eyeing the rest of it. Sorry. He cut me another slice. I'm happy to share it. I've been worried about you. News from London has been particularly bad. Whatever he'd heard couldn't possibly convey the darkness that shrouded the city. When the cult of the Archangel had murdered my master, I thought they were the worst thing that could happen to our city. I was wrong. The plague, quiet in London for almost thirty years, had returned with a vengeance. What began as a few scattered cases outside the city walls spread quickly, finally exploding with the heat of the summer. The bills of mortality published every Thursday kept the grim official tally. 6,102 deaths last week alone. But everyone knew that number was low. The true count was probably double that. The total was 30,000 dead now and rising every day. A child was the first on our street to go, Jonathan Hartwell, the silversmith's son, only ten years old. 
In the beginning, his parents held out hope the boy had a different illness, as the plague started like many others, chills, cramps, the sweats. But then things turned. The vomiting started. Uncontrollable. Seizures racked his body. Delirium took him. His mind leapt from angels to demons, seeing rapture and torment by turns, praying with one breath, cursing the next. Still the Hartwells denied it was a sickness, until the proof finally marked the boy's skin. Unique to the plague were the tokens, horrible black swellings on the neck, under the arms, at the groin, or in rarer cases, rashes and red, blotchy skin. Like most, little John had the swellings. He screamed so badly I could hear him four houses down, through locked doors, shuttered windows, my hands clamped over my ears. There wasn't really anything I could do. I took his father some pop.